Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. After 400 days behind bars, just before 10am Eastern Standard Time yesterday, Cardinal George Pell successfully appealed against his six-year sentence for sexually abusing two young choir boys in the 1990s. All convictions were thrown out. Appeal allowed, convictions quashed. Cardinal George Pell will walk free from jail today, perhaps within a matter of minutes after his child sex convictions were quashed in a high court appeal. Today, we're going to find out why, when many legal experts said it wouldn't happen, that George Pell was allowed to walk free after a jury found him guilty. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Just a warning that today's episode of The Quickie discusses child sexual abuse. If these issues are at all triggering for you, please reach out to the guys at Lifeline on 13 11 14 and maybe skip today's episode if it's a bit too much. In 2015, a former choir boy at Melbourne's St Patrick's Cathedral told Victorian police that he and another young boy who has since passed away had been sexually abused by George Pell in 1996, right before he was made the Archbishop of Melbourne. In February of 2016, the investigation into the Cardinal became public and later that same year, Pell was questioned in Rome by detectives. He denied he had done anything wrong. On June 29, 2017, Pell is charged with historic child sex offences. Nearly a year later, he would plead not guilty after being committed to stand trial. His trial began in August 2018, but in September, the jury is unable to reach a verdict and is discharged. A second trial begins in November 2018, and in December, he is found guilty of the sexual penetration of a child under the age of 16 and four counts of committing an indecent act with or in the presence of a child. However, the public can't know about the conviction, as there's another case before the courts which could be jeopardised by the guilty verdict. Two months later, that case was dropped by the Victorian Director of Public Prosecutions. The suppression order is lifted and the world is made aware that the most senior Catholic in all of Australia has been found guilty of child sexual abuse. In March 2019, the sentence is handed down in front of millions watching as it's broadcast live on television. I impose the following sentences upon you. On charge one, being the indecent act against R, I convict and sentence you to two years and six months' imprisonment. On charge two, being the sexual penetration against J, I convict and sentence you to four years' imprisonment. 
On charge three, being the indecent act against Jay where you touched his genitals, I convict and sentence you to two years and six months imprisonment. On charge four, being the indecent act against Jay where you touched your own genitals in the presence of Jay, I convict and sentence you to 15 months imprisonment. On charge five, being the indecent act against Jay during the second episode, I convict and sentence you to 18 months imprisonment. Cardinal George Pell is told he will spend six years in jail with a non-parole period of three years and eight months. His lawyers say they will appeal. In August last year, the Court of Appeals unanimously rejected two of the grounds for appeal, and the third is split, two judges to one. On this basis, the appeal is lost and the conviction and six-year sentence stands. Last month, the full bench of Australia's High Court hears two days of legal arguments from both sides, after which they reserve their decision. Then yesterday, just before 10am in Brisbane, the decision is handed down. The convictions have been quashed and Pell can now walk free. So what happened? Why did this change from one court of appeal to another? Noel Debian is a religion specialist with the ABC's Radio Religion and Ethics Unit. Noel, what did the High Court find that the Victorian Court of Appeal didn't? Well, it's clear to me from what I've been through so far that they unanimously felt that the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt had not been met. That's the basic thrust of what has been decided. And that was to do with the exculpatory witnesses, those who were standing around the cathedral, because the cardinal's normal habit was at the end of Mass to go to the front of the cathedral, stand in the front area, and to say hello to the people, talk to them. And this was his normal habit. And people had given testimony to this, and it seems that the High Court has said, well, a jury really needed to take this into account and that if the jury had taken all of this extra evidence into account, they would have had a reason for reasonable doubt. And that's sort of where it's ended up. So does this mean that he can't be tried again for this? Does this is this the end of the road for this particular case? For this particular case, I'm not a legal expert, but certainly from the discussion this morning, the acquittal is from the highest court in the land, And so I'm assuming that an acquittal from the highest court in the land is that the case is quashed because they could have done other things. They could have ordered a retrial. They could have ordered the appeal judges to reconsider the evidence. They had a number of options in front of them, but they've quashed the guilty verdict. And so as far as I understand, that's it for this case. So what happens to him now? He just walks free from jail and goes back to life before he was facing these charges? there's no guaranteeing that he's safe because there is a great deal of feeling about this case and you don't know who's out there. You don't know that everybody's stable and and okay and we'd have to think about how we get him out of that court and where he lives afterwards. Where does he stand now in the Vatican? Does he retain his cardinal level? Does he now go back to the Vatican? How does this all work for him now? He's still a cardinal and he's still a a cardinal with voting rights. So if the Pope were to die, he would be a cardinal elector for the Pope. That was never taken from him. So his job as the prefect for the economy, that job that was created specifically for him, his appointment came to an end while this trial was all going on and they didn't renew it because this was all happening. And so that job has ended So therefore, his official position within the Vatican is over. 
but I would not be surprised if that was an option for him. He's still of an age where he can work, but he's over 75 and under 80, meaning he can vote in a conclave. Uh, they have previously, with cardinals under difficulty or bishops under difficulty, if it was merely a political difficulty, you know, for example, their, their own government was repressive or something like that, they give them a job in Rome. And with him, it's possible that he could end up with a place in Rome. It's possible he could decide to stay and live in Australia. It's all open, and he certainly can be active as a priest in good standing and as, as a bishop in good standing. So from the Vatican's point of view, they don't have a direct responsibility, but I'm sure they're very interested because of his very high stature. Everybody knows him. He's been travelling the world talking. He's highly respected, particularly among conservative Catholics, highly respected. And so he's a very well-known figure. There's international focus on it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rome was an option for him, or, or America for that matter too. He's very popular among American Catholics. I guess right now, due to our current public health crisis, that's uh, one thing holding him back from leaving the country at all right now, though, right? Well, he won't be going anywhere like everybody else. And I know there was a lot of concern about him being in prison, by the way, with COVID, because people were talking about him, you know, worried that if it got into the prison, he's an older man and not in great health and that he would be at risk. But now the second part of that is now that he's out, of course, he can't travel outside the country. So there'll have to be a place found for him which is secure and safe and where he can get back to a life of freedom, basically. Now, there are others who have come out since George Pell was found guilty and have said that they too are also victims. So there could be more cases down the track for Cardinal Pell to face, could there be? From what I've seen of those cases, the ones I'm aware that are out, there's one new person who's identified themselves, by the way, that was in the Revelation program the other day. That's a new identification of a person. But my understanding is these were matters for that second trial that never got off the ground for lack of evidence. So the first trial had a hung jury, and then the second trial found him guilty, and then the appeal happened. But there was another trial right at the beginning that never happened, and these cases are connected to that. And I would have thought also that now, given the number of things that were said about the Cardinal in the last week or two, there will be legal concern about making allegations that were not proven, because even though he was in jail, yes, he was a convicted criminal at the time, there may be grounds there to go back over this stuff. And certainly stuff that was published prior to his conviction would be open to an inquisitorial line, basically. If he took exception to it and his lawyers took exception to it, they could look at it and perhaps even take action on it. There's going to be some very shocked victims of child sexual abuse today who were hoping that this Mm. could be a moment where their stories would finally be heard. Does this show how difficult these things are for the courts to handle, especially historical child sexual abuse cases where it comes to the church, that it's basically a he said, he said scenario in this situation. It's very difficult to prove. Is this going to see more pain for victims who feel like they can't prove this in court? There's no way that they're going to now put their hands up and and say anything and live the rest of their lives still not telling their stories? Well, it's very fraught, the whole thing. I mean, part of my job in the ABC over the past years has been to follow the Royal Commission in detail. So I've had to read most of the case studies. And then I've also been following the Pell trials and all the associated matters that have gone with that. And there's a lot of damage out there. And there are a lot of people who have been offended against. There are a lot of survivors and families 
There are people who didn't survive, who took their own lives. And one thing I noticed with this particular Pellmatter, because he's the head, he's the leader, and he's a controversial character, a bit of a hardliner in some ways because he's a traditional Catholic. I sort of feel like being the leader of the church and having a lot of responsibility, that there are a lot of people who have been harmed, who are survivors, and who have been through terrible things. See him as the leader and their feelings, all of the hurt that's been in them, get attached to him as if he personally did it. There are plenty of people who had direct dealings with him, but even people without a personal connection to him somehow are angry about him and feel he's somehow responsible because he's the leader of the church. And I think that's part of what's gone into this, that people have a right to be angry, people are hurt. And I think part of trying to sort it out is to say, you know, who is responsible? Where does that responsibility lie? And I think the Cardinal, at least to some extent, has been a lightning rod. Pell has released a statement saying he feels no ill will towards his accuser and that his trial was not a referendum on the Catholic Church nor a referendum on how church authorities in Australia dealt with the crime of pedophilia. He says the point was whether I had committed these awful crimes and I did not. Victorian police say they respect the decision of the High Court, but that they will remain committed to investigating sexual assault offences and providing justice for victims no matter how many years have passed. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews said he had no comment about the court decision, instead saying he has a message for every single victim and survivor of child sex abuse. He said, I see you, I hear you, I believe you. As far as the man who was brave enough to stand up and tell his story, the man we know only as Jay, he says he respects the decision of the High Court and accepts the outcome. He says he understands their view that there wasn't enough evidence to satisfy the court beyond all reasonable doubt, but that the price we pay for weighting the system in favour of the accused is that many sexual offences against children go unpunished. Despite that, though, he says he hopes this outcome doesn't discourage other survivors of child sexual assault from coming forward, saying most people recognise the truth when they hear it, and I'm content with that. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes in our back catalogue, you can find us at mamamia.com.au forward slash thequickie.